This is the Turn on the Jets podcast. I don't have to convince any one of those eight defensive coaches how effed up I am. These players, they want to defend MetLife Stadium for you guys. Here's your host, Joe Caparosa. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso, owner of TurnOnTheJets.com. Today, we're joined by longtime co-host of the Turn on the Jets podcast, Dalvin Osario, to do a little mid-season autopsy on our New York Jets. Going to talk about the state of the organization, talk about the state of the fan base, talk about the state of the media coverage around the team for our beloved 0-8 franchise. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, review this podcast. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. And if you have not yet signed up for our subscription ad-free podcast on Patreon, Badlands, hosted by myself and Connor Rogers, that's a patreon.com backslash Badlands, T-O-J. Dalvin, how you doing? How you feeling? Been a little bit since we talked to you on the podcast. Yeah, I know, man. And I was starting to take it personal. I was telling my daughter yesterday, I was like, listen, man, we're not going to, we're not going to send Uncle Joe a birthday video this year. It's just not going to happen. No, I feel honestly, man, it's one. I love always being able to talk with you about the Jets. I am tired of talking to my brother who's a Giants fan and thinks that everything is a moral victory for the Giants. Like, man, they really compete. Meanwhile, the Jets are here not competing at all. Some weeks they don't even show up. Uh, but I'm always glad to be back with you, man. And I wish it was under better circumstances with, with our favorite football team. But uh, I, there is hope on the horizon, I believe. I think there's hope on the horizon. So I'm always glad to be back with you. Listen, man, don't, don't be threatening me with not getting that video. That's, 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 that's hurtful. I would get me real upset. But listen, I hear you. We, we need a little time to digest what has been an historically uh, – I don't even know how to really like, talk about it anymore at this point. I mean, it's, it's such like a flip scenario. Again, covering this team is not a normal thing, and especially covering this season for this team is not a normal thing. Uh, I mean, we knew this season was over for being competitive after Raheem Mostert's first play in week two. So that was like a wrap then. And now it's, mm-hmm. can we make history and go 0-16? Because Adam Gase deserves that 0-16 on his resume. Now, we were always down on that hiring. I think we thought the team was going to be pretty bad this year. Not this bad. What has – what surprised you most in these first eight games? Again, neither of us were – overly bullish on the team being good this year, but we did not think they were going to be maybe the worst team in NFL history. So what has surprised you the most through eight games? I think I, so I think what's probably surprised me the most is uh, just how many, just how many games the Jets have been blown out in. And I'll tell you why. When you look at their when you look at their defense, it's a young defense, right? Uh, Quinton Williams is probably their best player, if not him, Marcus May. Uh, but they're but uh, who the best player who didn't opt out? The best player who did who the best player who happened to opt out is C.J. Mosley. They trade Jamal Adams, right? They don't really have a top flight corner. Uh, Pierre Desir has been a disaster. Bless Austin has been inconsistent, um, and so realistically, like it's Quinton Williams, Marcus May, and then a bunch of guys. That's really all it is. But. At the very least, like Greg Williams, like even here and there, you'll still see flashes. But again, it's just a bad group, so you don't get consistent play from them. I I think they still try. I think that even I think the Jets defense getting the breaks beaten off of them is because they're just a bad defense. There are no difference makers on that defense. With the Jets offense, they're a bad offense, but they don't even try. And I think that's I think the most frustrating part when you look at the blowouts. And Adam Gase now in his career has more blowout losses, and by blowout losses we mean ten or more, 
than he does total wins with the Jets. And that's a staggering stat to pull off. Most coaches cannot pull that off, and Adam Gase does it with flair. Um, so I think for me, that's been surprising because with so much parity in the league, Joe, and we've talked about this before, right? Like, you do not need – and I, honestly, you tweeted it perfectly earlier. The, the New York Jets have sold their fans this lie that it takes multiple years to rebuild your team. It does not. It does not. Look at the Arizona Cardinals, right? They drafted Josh Rosen, end up with the first pick overall, draft Kyler Murray and bring in an innovative head coach. They're competitive in year one. Suddenly now they're the division leaders in year two. So it doesn't take this, this from one year to the next. Look at the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens were going to fire Coach Harbaugh. They turned the offense over to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson in the second year wins MVP. And even right now, there's talks about why are they struggling, but they're still five and two. So I think, I think this, this notion that you, you, they just don't have the pieces yet to be competitive is kind of a joke because I've seen teams with, with bad teams. The Giants are a bad team, but the Giants compete. The New York Jets do not compete. And that's been very surprising to me because in spite of Adam Gase, there's still, some, there's still guys here that care, but it looks like Chris Herndon doesn't care. It looks like he's checked out. The only guys that I see that care on the offensive side of the ball are Makai Becton, who's always telling you know, Adam Gase to run behind him, right? And Denzel Mims, who's flashed the first two, the first two weeks that he's played, and, and Braxton Berrios. Those are the only guys that I think is still care. And I think that's why even getting rid of Le'Veon Bell was so frustrating because Le'Veon Bell cared. Even if they were struggling, he was always trying to get his teammates up. Every, he was fighting for yards, et cetera, et cetera. There is, this team just does not care. And I think because they know that Adam Gase is gone and, they, and I don't think there's anybody on this team that likes him. But just, I think that's been surprising, just how much they've been blown out by. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We've seen bad teams, uh, no shortage of bad teams, but we, we talk about it a lot. Like this is just like outright forfeit football. Like they get blown out in the first half and then they just quit in the second half and basically run the clock out for their opponent. It's bizarre to watch. And outside of a handful of players, they've really taken on the persona of, this is harsh, but they're loser head coach uh, and they just get killed every week and they, they don't compete. And uh, other, there are other bad teams. The Giants are terrible and it's not – it doesn't make much sense celebrating the moral victories, but they compete hard every week. And they're a couple of mm-hmm. plays away from being, you know, a, a three and five or four and four team who probably still goes seven and nine this year. But the Jets are miles and miles away, the worst team in the NFL. And in the discussion to be on pace for being one of the worst teams uh, in NFL history. And I think what surprised me the most, I guess, is that I, I had more faith in Darnold to overcome the limitations around him. Uh, again, he has a lot of limitations around him. Gase is terrible. Loggins is terrible. The supporting cast is not good and it has not been healthy. I thought he could play to a level that he did roughly in 2019, if not a step better. And that Mm -hmm. hasn't been the case. He's just really regressed and two things can be true at once. He's just not playing good football right now. Um, and the Jets are not helping him at all, but you can't watch him play and say that he hasn't regressed or say that he's playing well enough for them to win. He's still missing a lot of throws. He's still making a lot of mistakes. 
Um, it's just, he's been bad. He's been really bad. He's probably been like the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. And we said the path to the Jets being competitive this year was him over exceeding expectations and carrying them and the reverse of why they haven't met expectations because he's taken a step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. I think that, and I think that that's a point that's often ignored here is that Sam Darnold right now is not a good quarterback, right? And I know that Jet fans don't want to uh, accept it. Do you think that it's a point of acceptance or is just denial or whatever the case may be? But there's there's a lot of Jet fans that refuse to admit that he's not a good quarterback right now and that it's always somebody else's fault. And I think for Sam Darnold, it's kind of it's kind of interesting because coming out, I had him as the fourth. I had him as the fourth best quarterback out of the five, out of the big five, right? So it was Allen, him, Mayfield, Jackson, and Rosen. I had Sam as fourth, and and I remember tweeting that he reminded me a lot of Eli Manning. Like, in terms of just he just made really, really dumb decisions with the ball. And he had Tony Romo-like escapability, but I just wasn't sure if that could translate because realistically, Eli Manning should have been out of the league a long time ago when he had his turnover problems, right? But the first Super Bowl run saved him, and then he was able to get a second one and so on and so forth. And then, you know, he put together a productive productive career. Um, Sam Darnold in the red zone is bad. On play action is bad. He misses open receivers. He doesn't doesn't point his foot towards the receivers that he's throwing, so that way in turn he doesn't get maximum velocity and he isn't able to drive the ball. He short-arms throws. Sam Donald right now is probably the worst quarterback in the NFL. And that's saying a lot considering that Daniel Jones is on pace to have 1,000 turnovers. And, and the Giants doubled down today and said that they were going to keep him. And the Jets, the Jets, by all intents and purposes, are going to move on from Sam Darnold. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think he's been by far the biggest culprit on offense because even with all the issues around him, Makai Becton is still balling, right? Adam Gase is coaching him and Makai Becton's still playing well. Denzel Mims has come in just like every other rookie receiver and, and at least looked productive. And Adam Gase is his coach. So how is it that Makai Becton, who was apparently more of a reach than Sam Darnold is able to produce week to week better than Sam Darnold has. And, and this is with no offseason, translating from college to the NFL, and he's had some really rough matchups against some top-tier edge rushers, and he's more than held his own. And so I think, I think you're spot on. I think Sam Darnold by far has been the biggest disappointment because I'm with you. I thought he was going to be able, very similar to Deshaun Watson and Bill O'Brien, I was like, you know what? This could be the year that he takes a step. He finished, he finished okay during the last seven games. This is the year that he could take that, that step. And if anything, he has taken the step. He's just taking it backwards. Yeah, I think that's a great comparison with looking at a guy like Becton who has been over – it's a different position, obviously, but mm-hmm. he's been over, able to overcome a bad situation and no offseason and – it's a shame. Darnold didn't get a fair cut, you know, a fair slice here, but it's, it is what it is at this point, and the Jets are going to move on. I, I don't think it's a debate or a discussion anymore. There will be a different starting quarterback here next year because they are picking first or second in the NFL draft, and there's two very highly regarded prospects, uh, and they're most likely to have the first overall pick and take Trevor Lawrence. So I think that debate is kind of put to bed at this point with only eight games left, and Darnold maybe not being healthy enough to even play this week before we head into the bye before we dive into talking about some of the other things going on around the team, want to remind you guys that late fall college ball, the NBA bubble, and UFC Fight Island, it is clear that 2020 has been a year unlike any other, which is why you need a sports book with offers unlike any other. Get some skin in the game with my bookie, where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there's really no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first time customer, or I've been playing with my bookie for years. There's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. 
Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at my bookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at my bookie. And when you do, use promo code Overtime to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. The terms are simple: you put in two hundred. They'll match you with another 100 in your account. If you are already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning, it's winning season at my bookie. So come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. So away from Darnold, mm-hmm. let's talk about uh, how fans are reacting to this season. Uh, they've been bad for a while. I, I think fans are always going to find a way to be optimistic heading into the season. I think – Honestly, I think I didn't see too many out-of-whack expectations for the team this year compared to other years. It felt like most people saw them, even in a best-case scenario, as sort of like a nine-win team. A lot of people picked them to go eight and eight, seven and nine. Mm-hmm. I picked them to go six and ten. I'm going to be way, 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 way off. Um, how do you think the fan base has handled it? And what are some of the narratives that you're seeing that are bubbling up that make sense and that don't make sense? Well, you had them at six and ten. I had them at eight and eight. And I, I figured if I was off, it was because you were going to be right that they were going to be six and ten. I didn't, I didn't pick eight and eight thinking I'd be off because they'd be zero and sixteen. But my, but I do remember having a talk with some friends after week two, and I was like, listen, man, they're they're going zero and sixteen. And again, maybe I said it a bit facetiously, but I probably should have taken. I probably should have used the code overtime to make the money when I would have bet it. I would have bet it then. I think we would have been good. Um, so the narratives that I think I'm seeing are uh, that Joe Douglas deserves to be fired, which is the most ridiculous thing I've heard. Uh, And keep in mind, Joe, that this is the same fan base that absolutely understood that Mike McCagnan got five years and he should have gotten more time. Uh, So this is that fan base that now believes that, you know, Joe Douglas should be fired. I think the other parts that I've seen is that, two, it's guaranteed that Trevor Lawrence is going to be ruined, even though these are the same fans that said that Joe Douglas should be allowed to trade the pick in order to build around Darnold. So I don't know how you reconcile trusting him to build around Darnold, but not trusting him to build around the better prospect. Okay. The other one that I've seen is that firing Adam Gaze does nothing. And that's coming from the fan base and the media alike, right? And and it's it throws me because I want to secure the number one pick, right? I'll never root for the Jets to lose, but I'm not going to complain if they go 0-16 and draft the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, right? But I think it's something to be said when I think we're being lied to. And I think that you have one brand of the of Jet fans that believe the lies and then peddle them themselves. And then the media also peddles that. Because I think when you've seen, look at the Atlanta Falcons. Raheem Morris is 2-1 and one as an interim coach. Todd Bowles ended his time in Miami as interim coach, 2-1. and one. This happens all the time where you fire an unpopular coach, interim coach comes in, you, rail, you, you run off a couple wins, right? Um, this notion that firing Darnold, firing Gase now is bad for Sam Darnold. I think there's nothing worse for Sam Darnold both now and in the future to still be learning under a bad coach. I think it is terrible for his future. Now, he's, it's not going to work here. You nailed it on the head. He is as good as gone. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the pick. Sam Darnold deserves a chance to be successful somewhere else. You will not give him that chance if you continue to run him out there, even this past game where he got hurt. Joe, he hurt his, sho- his shoulder was already hurt. And you bring him in there, he gets driven to the ground again on the same shoulder that, he, that even the commentator uh, remarked how, how he reached for his collarbone with the other arm. And then you still leave him in there. 
So I think, I think this, th- there's a lot of these like nonsense narratives that aren't rooted in fact. And it's frustrating to see people who I thought were smarter than that peddle some of these things. But those are the ones that I'm seeing. What about you? Yeah, I think most of the stuff I've seen is just trying to cling on to Darnold, which I get. Right. You know, you build up your hope and expectation around a quarterback for a long time. It's hard to let it go. I, I think that funneling into trying to downplay how good of a prospect Lawrence is, I think is some of the silliest stuff I've seen, like getting mad of people sharing clips of him making great plays for Clemson and, and just finding – like, I do understand some of this stuff, but look, like, Lawrence is a great – prospect he's going to be the first pick it has nothing to do with Darnold and Darnold just isn't playing well this year I think we finally have you know a uniform opinion that the head coach is awful and must go I think some people are a little more patient with Douglas than others I think there's a balance that you could walk where you could say look like there's no proof this guy is amazing, but let's also give him a little time. So I, he doesn't always know best. That he's not going to be perfect at the job. It's probably too early to tell exactly what kind of GM he's going to be, but we could give him a little more time because uh, it's so still so early in his tenure. So I, again, how this stuff plays out over the next eight games, honestly, I think most fans are checked out of the week-to-week games. And I don't blame them because they're not interesting to watch and you really can't learn much from them. You're watching a bunch of players play in the worst system in the NFL and the Jets are getting killed every game. These are like preseason games. There's not really much to learn from them, unfortunately. So just gives us a bigger window to talk about the head coach search, the free agency uh, the NFL draft where the Jets are going to be, you know, very big players with the amount of picks that they have and likely having the first pick in the draft. So it's just a different, you know, different type of season. It's the normal stuff. It's just hit a lot earlier this year than it has in other seasons. Now, what have you kind of noticed and observed from the the general media coverage of the team this year, both local and national? I think so locally, uh, again, just I, I think I'm blown away to see beat writers kind of carry water for Adam Gase. I think that it's really weird, man. And and, and something that like, I, something that I, I, I remember a lot of the beat that's doing it now calling out man Manish Mehta for doing it back then, right. Um, for doing it for, for Rex Ryan or whatever. And I, and I also, I think it's frustrating because I don't remember this, this many excuses put out for Todd Bowles, right? And even towards the end of Rex's tenure, I don't remember that. And that's frustrating because Todd Bowles had a 10-win season under his record and Rex Ryan had been to the AFC title game twice. And so I think locally that's been frustrating. Nationally, it's interesting. Nationally, there's more people saying that the Jets are on the right track, that Joe Douglas deserves a chance to build this team. Uh, And so, like, I see that from, from a lot of folks and I also see a lot of a lot more rope and grace being extended to the Jets nationally, whereas locally I only see that grace being extended to Adam Gase, and that's it. Like I'll give you an example: Rashad Perryman. You and I both. I think you and I both said you you keep him, you sign him and you keep Robbie. It's not one or the other, right? We both said that this offseason. The Jets elected to let Robbie Anderson go. Joe Douglas said he regrets it. You know, and I thought he, I thought, I thought Joe Douglas showed real accountability in his press conference. But then there were some comments from the beat, like just in terms of just the way it was framed was almost in a snide way uh, or almost like a, you know, well, uh, a lot of good that does now, whatever. And it's like, well, that's frustrating because a lot of you, because Adam Gase talked up Rashad Perryman, 
you also talked to Brashad Perryman in the offseason. And so I, I think just it's been frustrating to see that because I, I think we do a really good job of covering the Jets in a super unbiased way. Um, and we get called negative a lot. You know that, right? But I think the team's been bad, so there, there is that negativity. But nationally, there's been this trust Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas deserves time. And then on the ground, there's much more trust Adam Gase. You know, this is, it, it took, I mean, it took eight, eight nine weeks for folks to get for for folks on the beat to get to the point where they come where they criticize the offense and said that Gates should be fired. So that I mean that alone tells you a lot in terms of just how they're covering the team right now. Yeah, I think I think that that's a fair overview. It's been weird to see not weird but not unpredictable to see some of the beat writer wars and see some of the defense of Gates when there's really nothing to defend at this point. Right. Uh, I'm curious to see how the coverage looks and shifts when he is gone as the obvious scapegoat and how much pressure is immediately put on Douglas uh, or put on the new head coach or put on the new quarterback. It'll be interesting to see how that new set of characters is ultimately covered. But again, I think you could only say the same thing so many times about this team and how bad they are. And I think a lot of people are just buying their time until there is a new person to put under the, under the microscope. Who's that new head coach going to be? Who's that um, general manager going to be? Um, it will be Douglas, obviously, but how much pressure is going to be put on him? And then is it going to be Lawrence, a quarterback? Is it going to be Fields? Is it going to be something we're not thinking about if they do manage to win a couple of games, which I don't think they will. But look, 0-8, it's pretty unbelievable to be covering uh, an 0-8 team and a team that I really do think will go 0-16. So not something we've encountered before in our all of our years of covering the team, but here we are. So thank you for joining us for the midseason check-in. We'll check in again before the offseason hits. Everyone could follow Dalbin on Twitter at DA underscore Sario. And that's it. We'll be back with everyone next week. Any final sign-off words, Dalbin? Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. Do not overthink this. And, Joe, I actually have a question for you because I've been, I subscribe to Badlands and I subscribe to the Patreon. How many, how many subscribers are you away from, from the, the big number that you were talking about this week? We, we just passed it. We got over 500. We're at 501 now. Now we're on okay. the March 2000. Okay, so I will say this. If, if, we can get to, if we can get you to 520, the next 19 subscribers, I will enter them into I will enter them into a raffle where the winner will get a free copy of the new Call of Duty from me. So listen, the next 19 subscribers will get Joe and Connor to 520, and I will put all 19 of you in a raffle, and the winner will get a free copy of the new Call of Duty that drops next week. So that's a $3 entry to save yourself $62. So that is my final sign-off for you and Connor, because you guys have been crushing it, and I've, I've been tuned in every time you guys drop something new, and that is my help to get you guys to 520. I love to hear it. I mean, you hear, you hear, the, you hear what Dalvin's preaching out there. This is a great opportunity here to uh... – Listen to some good content and get your copy of Call of Duty. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful given time here. It's a, I love we love to hear it. Um, thanks again, Dalvin. Thank you everybody for listening, and we'll be back next week.